Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine, grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibrations stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. What is up all you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl, Sapphire. And your fit and dirty girl, yeah. And we're back with another episode. And we have a very, very special guest. Now, usually... Yaz and I will do a thing on our Day, Sex, and Confused News where we talk about movies and stuff. But we have a very, very special guest, everyone. Her name is June Ann, and she is the star of this new, like, erotica thriller by shish.com called Mirror Games. So, June, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. It's so fun to be here with y'all. And it's a pleasure to have you. Oh, my goodness. Um, First of all, we both saw the movie. Yaz and I love horror. Did not expect to be a horror film. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did not expect it at all. I watched it. We both actually watched it with our boos. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it was funny because, like, you know, most horror films, you expect, like, right away, there's shit about to go down. And in the beginning, I was like, okay, what is this mirror game going to turn into? I was thinking maybe like Bloody Mary, how we used to back in the day, go into yeah. a bathroom, turn all the lights off. I was like, okay, maybe it's going to be that. But no, it, it seems like, not to give away too much, sex demons. Yeah, there are. there is definitely some sex demons working up in this movie, for sure. <laughs> so, for sure. So how did you, you know be a part of this project and you know just give us a little backstory about yourself you know how did you come into this like different I would say different field of erotica because I feel like when people of course hear about porn we see nothing but like the hardcore you know more male catering but this is completely different this is more like soft like I felt like I was watching a Red Shoe Diary episode thriller (laughs) It's really like that whole, I mean, it's almost like if you like that new like Netflix like genre that kind of shows those steamy scenes, but it doesn't show enough of them. This is perfect for you. I see it on the screen. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you need, if you need Bridgerton with like a little more, (laughs) a little more length to your scenes, (laughs) come on over to (laughs) shush.com. I, I love it. I love the concept. I vaguely do remember hearing about Shush a couple years ago. And I was talking about it with my um, partner last night. I was like, I know I know this site because of a certain documentary. And they were talking about, um, I think, just specifically women on film and talking about, you know, the space for female directors and actors to kind of branch out in a different world of erotica. So when Lainey, God bless her, I swear to God, she always <laughs> hits us with great guests for earplay every once in a while. So when she confronted me and she's like, hey, we want to, you know, have Shush come on or one of the actresses. And I'm like, absolutely. I was like, okay, I definitely have heard of this site. And then going back onto the site and like doing a little browsing myself, my research, I'm like, okay, this really is like hardcore, but more for the femmes out there who really just want something sexier, something that 
Fifty Shades would have been great in Giving Us, but kind of lacked. So I think that's yeah. great. Yeah, it's actually it's kind of interesting too. I love that you kind of made that um, kind of comparison, like the hardcore kind of versus a little. It's not necessarily like softcore because it definitely still shows a lot. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, because even in my own porn experience, I started out in as hardcore as you can get on the BDSM stage um, or with the BDSM studios. And then when I met the founder of shush.com, Angie Roundtree, it completely kind of changed my even world. Cause when I started doing porn, it was back, it was 15 years ago and shush was around then, but it was definitely a much more male, male pleasure focused um, kind of world that we were in. Mm-hmm. And I had been doing kind of erotica since I was in my early 20s and I'm 37 now. I had never even had a real internal orgasm myself, either on set or with a partner in my personal life. I had I had never even experienced that. So how am I going to like shepherd the truth to the ladies, you know, if I haven't even experienced it? And so when I was in my early 30s, I was finally with a partner that I could kind of slow down and actually let intimacy in, which I had never done before. And I finally experienced an internal orgasm and the, you know, the rockets and the the moon shined a little brighter that (laughs) night. And (laughs) everything, everything happened. And then for me, like the transition with shush.com made so much since like I couldn't not like kind of jump on board with them Mm -hmm. because I in my own life knew what porn kind of put in my head that I was all about I wanted to please the other person and you know and I was totally denying my own pleasure that I didn't even know I could have (laughs) and I think shush.com can break down that um you know, barrier a little and help like couples maybe communicate a little, you know, it it gives them something a little less raunchy to talk about sex about. I feel like you and, um, cause Yasmin also is, was a performer as well. And I think, Mm -hmm. yeah, as you had almost like a similar experience as well, right. As far as like dealing with the different aspects of, you know, the types of porn that you went into, let alone just like orgasms and the way that you would have sex, like, do you want to elaborate on that too? Um, I would say soft part porn. I don't care for it because you know you'll be you'll have the momentum, you'll have the energy when you guys are doing the hardcore, and then you guys go into soft, and it's like this doesn't feel real. It's just too it's too phony, you know. Like I like the naturalness, and that's what I liked about your film that the woman took charge. It wasn't the man going in and taking her down. She took him down. Like she took control. So I was like, I like that the woman had the opportunity to do so. so. Yeah, it, there definitely is um, some like pacing and cinematic issues when it comes to like more softcore and adult cinema. And I think that's where Shush.com does get it right is because. Um, they pace it and they bring in the way they do their lighting and stuff. They're really taking cues off of um, mainstream movies. And so I think that helps um, 
just get that, make that message a little more kind of complete. And they also are not scared to put a woman <laughs> in that like hard hitting position, which I love about Angie. She's like, she wants to totally flip the script on when it comes to making, you know, porn that all like everyone can can watch and enjoy. Couldn't agree more. I feel like a lot of women, especially even outside of you know, the sex positive world, just talking about a regular nine to five woman who may not be sexually satisfied every day of the week, you know, Mm -hmm. never has masturbated or, you know, it's kind of like leaves it up to their partner. I, I can't even tell you how many women I know or just female beings alone, like vulva owners alone that tell me, I don't even look at my vagina. I don't touch myself, you know, unless if I'm with a partner, that's the only way I can get off. And I'm like, why? And most of them always say, well, it's the porn. You know, the porn doesn't do it for me. And I'm like, well, you got to branch out. You know, there are, you know, different companies. There are different, you know, ways of like finding your inner hell, your inner hoe. <laughs> like, yeah. There are there are so many different ways, but I feel like in this industry and I try to like it from the outside looking in because I only work sometimes behind the scenes in production. Mm -hmm. And I I could see where women where they they think it's like, okay, this is very male driven. Like, yes, you have a different chick every time. And it's usually the same, you know, four or five guys that we see in every porno. Yeah. But the stories itself, yeah, it kind of gets lost and it gets catered to the man at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. The male is the one, you know, that gets the pop shots. The man is the one who gets the woman in bed and, and gets to basically use her as the fucking fuck doll. You don't mm-hmm. see the the romance building in the, the one scene in the movie in particular from Mirror Game. The one big long sex scene. I kept saying, and even my boyfriend was like, she's got a great body. I was like, yeah, she's going to be on the show tomorrow. (laughs) But I I just kept saying, I was like, wow, okay, I can understand a woman who may not be comfortable with adult content and gets, you know, shown this to be like, oh, wow, this is me. This is how me and my partners get down. You know, very, very natural. Like Yaz said, you get full frontal nudity from a half, you know, half erect, uncircumcised penis which we rarely see in porn yeah to the lead up of oral sex zooming in on a female because let's face it half of the time when you're watching a porn you don't see the kind of lingus happening unless if you're going into an amateur site and watching just regular people fuck this Mm. you you got to see the art of oral you got to see the art of a woman taking control of her man oh when she did it from the back oh spot the fuck on but like seriously i was like finally finally we're getting we're getting our our, like our sexual powers back in a sense on film and again we don't see that you know normally and even like talking briefly you brought up bridgerton that's everybody's like mommy porn right now. Everybody's yeah. watching Bridgerton. It's like a new Fifty Shades. It really is. But I mean, unlike, you know, Fifty Shades, I fucking enjoy it. I was left hot and bothered wanting to have sex with my man right after watching an episode. Yes. 
you know, yes. building up that fantasy. And it actually made it a little bit more real. Yeah, there were some scenes in that show <laughs> that, I mean, I was getting off and not even touching myself. I was just like, I need to start humping the couch. It was just, <laughs> I mean, it's good. And it's kind of interesting right now because you've got all this, like, sex workers that are really terrified from all the Nicholas Kristoff and the kind of new age of this world and porn and we don't know where it's going. But then yet at the same time, you've got kind of Netflix and the streaming platforms really pushing their content. So it's kind of interesting. I, I mean, maybe the world will meet at adult cinema. I don't know. I feel like there could be a shift where adult cinema is coming back to mainstream light. Like, I've been listening to hundreds of pod, not hundreds, let me just, a few podcasts yeah. <laughs> that have been talking about the golden age of porn, um, unfortunately talking about the tragic side of porn, um, mm -hmm. talking about Dorothy Stratton from Playboy's 80s, um, yeah. and who was brutally murdered by her boyfriend, but they were talking about, you know, how porn was shown in just a regular theater, you know? Yeah the advertisements mm -hmm. and everything. And I feel like with outlets like Shush and other, you know, female led content, I, I feel personally like we could see another shift in probably in the next five to 10 years where this is once again, becoming more normalized and not, you know, and maybe giving sex workers finally a bit of a respect that they once had. I feel like that, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to catch you up, but do you think they'll accept this because they didn't accept Monster Ball? <sighs> you know how steamy that sex scene was? And well, well, Monsters, yep. Monsters Ball, we're, we're talking about the Halle Berry film, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's be real, though. That movie was problematic on a lot of levels, unfortunately. Yes, very hot sex scene, but the movie in whole was problematic because a cop who was like semi-racist falls for the stereotypical black woman that people like to categorize us in. Mm -hmm. It didn't make sense. It was almost like he was feeding into a fetish, you know? Uh, her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I see where you're going with it. I was just going based off the steamy sex. Yeah, the steamy sex though, I feel like we can definitely see a transition and we're starting to see it with, like we said, material like Bridgerton um who else was I watching recently I've been just on a streaming binge frenzy but even <laughs> I've been binging on Tyler Perry's show no called Ruthless and the <laughs> Oval and those sex scenes yeah some of them are really uncomfortable but some of them it's like now you're seeing more thrust in main mainstream movies and television so you see the arch in the back in the movie. Yeah, you see actual thrust. You see booty popping. You get some titty. And then it's like, oh, oh all right. We're getting it now. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see that that shift. And, you know, again, bringing it with sex workers, I feel like now, yes, in quarantine, there are women out there who just automatically think, okay, if I'm an OnlyFans, like I'm in the sex industry, but it's like, how long is that longevity going to go for you after, you know? Oh, oh hey, Kitty. Hey, Kitty. <laughs> pussy just loves hey, the camera over here. We, we love the pussy over here. <laughs> Bring the pussy always. <laughs> 
Wait, I, I really feel like, and I, I've said this in so many different chats and during Clubhouse, the app, and, you know, there are women out there that really say, because I'm an OnlyFans camera girl, I'm not a sex worker. And then other people are like, well, you are a sex worker because you are taking money for sexual favors. But how yeah. long are you going to stick with this said sex work and not understand the consequences of doing certain things like this like ladies please where do you think the shift might go i mean i'm glad that there is sex work there so if people do have a like you know point in their life that they need to make a little something and they want to just pop up and do it on the occasion when they need it. I'm glad that there is something there where women can feel empowered and they don't feel like they need to turn to a man to ask for money or, or get money that they can just, you know, turn to platforms like OnlyFans or something to make it. But yeah, you do have that whole like, like, okay, honey, <laughs> kind of moment. Right? <laughs> You know, especially for people like me who started on the studio, like only, you know, doing studio porn and kind of, I I feel like I've almost had to take up OnlyFans and give people daily content when it's not even what my like true, like creative integrity wants. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like how, I mean, come on, like six months and you're probably gonna be you know, you'll have like five posts up on your OnlyFans page and we'll see you next year when you think you need money again. Exactly. You know, so yeah. hopefully those people just um, push more clients towards me because I do post consistently. That's kind of, there's room for everyone if, if they want it, you know. When you're in the field of, in since this is Women's History Month, tomorrow, Monday is International Women's uh, Day. How would you say porn or just the adult industry alone has shaped you as a woman, but also helped you maybe overcome some setbacks in your own personal sex life? Yeah. Um, so what's interesting, I'll kind of tell or like toot my horn for probably like the woman who's been like the most influential in my life when it comes to like feminist theory and and things like that. When I start, I never really considered myself a feminist or um, I had a lot of problems and it's cause I come from the pornography world. And a lot of the feminists that I was reading the feminist theory was not, was very anti-porn. And then I started reading Camille Paglia and she kind of turned feminism upside down for me and made it, I was like, what? This is completely accessible to me. This is, <laughs> this is what I've been, this is what I feel. I was like, lady, you're in my brain. <laughs> but um, she was, she's very pro porn. She's very objectification, like progresses the arts. Um, uh, she, she just is, she comes from a very, um, his like educated background. So she knows she comes from everything like the art history world. And she knows like all of that stuff. So she puts things in a really beautiful context. And, um, she's kind of the person that got me even thinking about female pleasure specifically outside of just general sexual pleasure. And then, you know, and there's, it can go so far that, co that whole conversation, especially right now when you have 
um, so many uh, legislation, you know, we're passing legislation about, you know, people are freaking out that little girls are going to be in their boys' bathrooms and stuff, you know, just, you know, just stupid stuff like that. And uh, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but. <laughs> no, I, I, I can, I can get a sense of where you're going at because they're honestly, again, talking about shifts, transitions and all that. It's, it's crazy how we are in 2021 and we are still facing issues involving vaginas, sexuality yeah. and, and racism. Yeah. And that, yeah. And that we're trying it's almost like we try to like legislate out the love or something. I, I don't, I, I've, <laughs> it's hard to wrap your around, wrap your head around it and put words to it when, cause a lot of it is just seems nonsensical at this point. And let's like, face, I, and let's face it. Half of these legislators who are out there, you know, trying to basically regulate our bodies and what we do with it. You guys are the same motherfuckers who are paying underneath the table for certain services. Absolutely. Absolutely. It makes no sense to me. And that's why I'm like, porn is not bad. Like I need people to understand that porn obviously is not bad because you guys love to buy into it. It is, you know, sex in general is a very old industry. You know, how the fuck did we get here? You know, why do we have certain things sexualized and other things are not? But when you start belittling, you know, sex workers and belittling the actors and actresses, the directors and and saying, well, you know, they must be, you know, sexual deviants and perverts. It's like, no, these are people who are just doing a form of entertainment as a form of expression. Mm hmm. And, if, and it's okay if they're sexual deviants and perverts. Exactly. <laughs> and and I'm sure they're doing it in a in a nice, respectable and safe manner, you know? Like Yeah. <sighs> yeah, because they put so many regulations that it has to be done in a nice and safe manner. It has to be. I mean, it has to be. There's no way it can't be. I mean, I guess you do have issues with like ethical violations on, on porn sets still, unfortunately, but um, there are so many regulations in place. Um, <laughs> you know, like hardly any studios can film now without doing pre and post interviews. Um, for that reason, you know, they want to, and, and there's still, you still on the inside as like a, a porn, like on the porn world, you still hear stories of, well, of course I'm going to do the post interview, even though I hated the scene because I wanted my check. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, there's stuff like that where it's just, it's just crazy. So it's really nice finding a company like shush.com where all the pre and post production aspects that you might deal with are also in line with what their actual company's values are. Cause you do also hear a lot of like eth- ethical porn companies, but then you hear behind the scenes about what's really going on and you start like, looking at some of the Twitters of past performers that are not working with those companies anymore. And you're like, Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think that's with anything. Um, you're going to have your good and your bad. We're never going to get all the bad apples out, but damn, if we could get a little less off, you know, that'd be good. 
Yeah, as you were shaking. It can start, it can start with White House with the White House. <laughs> it really can. It really can. I mean, hey. We're trying, I feel like. I feel like, you know, I feel like the world like the the country, like the blood's boiling, right? We want it. The blood's boiling. We can breathe a little better again to to see yeah. and hope for change. Honestly, I hate yeah. to say that. That like such generic word, but it's like we really could not breathe for four years. You know, it was the constipation of four years of all this bullshit. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it taking us to get into a pandemic for people to now understand, you know, frustrations of many different people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now you're seeing, I've seen just an overwhelming surge in the sex positive community in general, like now you have, you know, sex workers speaking out more against, you know, certain regulations. Um, you see even just sex educators who are really trying to say like, hey, it's not the porn that's bad. It's the people who are trying to regulate the porn, you know, the people yeah. who are trying to basically sweep it under the rug and, you know, kind of say like, oh, well, this stuff doesn't really happen. So therefore, we're not going to speak about it. So it's it's a very interesting time. Yes, you were kind of like shaking and agreeing, but also like, what were your thoughts just now? Where were you going? Oh, I was just agreeing to everything. Like, in general, we always get judged as sex workers for the littlest shit. Mm-hmm. And like a, a sex post, you know? And I just feel like nowadays, like in the sports world now, the women are wearing, showing a little bit more skin, like mm-hmm. the commentary. I was like, cause I've seen, I was like, oh, she's showing shoulder. <laughs> covered up. So I feel like they're slowly opening up. They know sex sells, but they're not going to say that out loud. They're just going to do little things to show like, okay, this will draw in a little audience. You know, she's, she's a hot chick or she might not be a hot chick, but that outfit. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh, you know, she looks hot today, but it's, it's crazy that sex draws the attention. Like, why couldn't we just have, like, a nice, normal conversation? But I guess sex is the eye catcher. And now people are realizing, like, it's okay to do little spicy things. I mean, they report in overseas damn near topics. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's normal as hell. Like, the regulations in porn are different. Like, BDSM. Like, here in the United States, we have to have, like, one arm free. If we're doing like a bondage scene, I did not know that. It, and you can't break the it's it's hella shit. But overseas, they don't care. You know, bondage is bondage. But here in America, like um, what was that site? Clips for sale. They were really adamant about the way you did bondage. You had to have one leg free. Like it had to be to where it doesn't look like you're being shackled um, against your will. I guess you would say. Oh wow. It's, it's and if you're a BDSM enthusiast, you don't want to see pretend BDSM. Exactly, like this is so fake. And then studios have to make the decision on the production side, like, okay, do we do the scene as we want and not be able to monetize on clips for sale and other sites, and just put it on our site and hope we can get traction off Twitter and off of our free, you know, Pornhub post. That you know, censored down, or do we just do what we want? So it's, and it's all because of this censorship. And then going back to what you said, Yasmin, too, 
about an, another whole aspect about sex work it, it, and normalizing it is we I want to challenge the brands out there to start using sex workers as your as your brand ambassadors. You know, they'll hear about a girl, they'll bring a brand will bring on a girl and treat her just like the like parent at the Catholic school that was found out they had an OnlyFans and you're you're gone. We talked about you're that gone. last week and like <sighs> Like, so I need the brands and sex workers. We can only do so much as sex workers ourselves. It starts with actually like saying you're a sex worker and, you know, making a positive space. But we need brands to stop treating us like we like we can only sell fleshlights. You know, if you know that sex sells, bring us in as part of the conversation, mm -hmm. you know, normalize it. Help us normalize it. I Absolutely. think STD commercials, it would help if we had like actual sex workers talking about it. Like just, it, I don't know. I feel like a lot of sex workers have a lot of educational background and things. You know, what's interesting, Absolutely. the golden, yeah, the golden globes just happened um, last week and I missed this, but apparently my dad called me. He's like, did you see the commercial? I was like, what, what's the commercial? And he's like, <laughs> There, there was breastfeeding, whole ass breasts, oh, whole nipple. Interesting. That oh. aired, and I'm like, really, really, and I, I was actually shocked that it was kind of like swept underneath the rug. I didn't see any tweets. I didn't hear anything about it. Yes, apparently, full on breastfeeding. And I don't know if it was like to advocate, you know, you know, normalizing breastfeeding in natural places, which I'm like, OK, cool progress. But yeah, yeah. have sex workers be behind their leading sex. You know, I want if I'm going to buy a sex toy, give me a legitimate porn star who is going to sell me on it. I want to if you're going to sell me a condom, I want to see you actually use it. Why is it that in movies we never see a condom being put on? We or even yeah, that's what I'm saying. In in regular media, we do not see that. And yet, yes, in porn, we see either condom on, condom off. But at the same time, people need to understand, too, if it's, you know, no condom, which is like 90% of the time, these people are getting tested regularly. You know, why can't we have that conversation? Mm -hmm. I wish, you know, some of these things would be taught because, again, we have such ignorance and what comes with ignorance is people laying down a law of things that they don't understand over separate overstepping boundaries that they really do not need to come into so I completely agree with both of you it's like the branding of sex selling the branding of protecting sex workers it needs that's a conversation that needs to go forward now June you also uh, not just perform in front of the camera, but you also direct as well. So, yeah, which is badass. Um, <laughs> honestly, I don't really know a lot of female, like I, I've, I know women in the industry who cross over to going into directing and all that, you know, they'll direct like one or two of their like compilation scenes and whatnot, but maybe talk about it, you know, from the, the female aspect in pornography because again a lot of these porn directors are males a lot of the head of these companies are male but here you are directing porn for women on a site 
that is directed to female erotica, you know, what do you, what do you, I guess what I'm saying is, it's like, what do you try to kind of like separate yourself from the, the boys club of porn? Yeah. So kind of when I started direct, it was actually over quarantine. I actually kind of had the time to um, start putting plans into motion. And I, I've always kind of been um, very drawn to surrealism, that whole movement, Dolly, Salvador Dali and just abstract art and I really I really like the mind fuck when it comes to the arts you know I need to think about something to learn and so that's kind of where um, my movie the movies that I direct I kind of pick up there I would describe them as conceptually um, experimental erotica they're generally short they're absolutely nowhere if you have regular porn in mind forget about it when you watch one of my films would you say it's like um, more I art housey in a sense yeah it's very so i actually made it and i've been submitting it to film festivals and it's been selected to like 31 film festivals and it's won like nine awards and it seems to compete really well in the experimental categories the art house categories and then if there is an erotica um, category for the film festival it's doing really well but it, it would definitely go into art house the the movie I have out right now that shush.com picked up and they put it on their site is called the treachery of love and it just it's like a big old onion because there's so many layers to it like at the surface it's a beautiful just voyeuristic piece of cinema but then when you dive in you never see the other person Ooh. if there is one there you just don't know I'm not gonna tell you oh I, I need um, to find this film I need to find it and I definitely want to watch it now yeah it's on the shush.com platform so it's in there and it's called the treachery of love but and then I've I'm following up I've got another movie in pre-production right now I don't it's not titled yet but it's gonna be all about um the mysteries of the female orgasm Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. And so, and generally my movies have, will only have me in it. It's not, there, there will be themes that, you know, involve like a man, but it, there's enough about them, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and you had mentioned uh, festivals. Yes, people, there are several, um, erotic type of film festivals that happen every year. I recently, um, for Valentine's Day, my boyfriend and I, we went to Humpfest virtually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this year, this year was wild. I honestly, I don't, it takes a lot to make me uncomfortable, especially when it deals with porn. This year made me so uncomfortable. Oh, oh my God. Cause I don't, I don't do the water sports. Like besides squirting, okay. Golden showers, not my thing. It seemed like the ongoing theme <laughs> was golden showers. <laughs> and I'm like, like the 2020 theme. Oh my God. That, it was I'm like, golden. yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. And it was almost like my TV knew when to like buffer. <laughs> because <laughs> every like for some of them it would like buffer for the ones that made me uncomfortable and same with him like he doesn't like you know bathroom play either so it was like on those scenes all of a sudden the stream just kind of like buffered for a minute and then came back to like some good shit 
<laughs> but oh my God, Humphus, you guys, you should check it out. It's um, hosted by Dan, Dan Savage, who hosts the Savage uh, Love cast, which is great. But honestly, I love watching these new forms of like art house porn. I'm like, I, until I went to, um, actually when I went to Humpfest last year, I think that was actually the very first time that I really got in tune with this more type of like, I forgot what you, uh, you just called your, um, your type of porn. Like experimental. Experimental. Exactly. There was like, there was this one that was dealing with like a fire play orgy and, It was always, it was was amazing. You see the, like the flames lifting off of people's bodies and they're all just like in a colorful orgy and the lights and everything. It it was beautiful. For eight minutes, I was instantly turned on. I'm like, I can see this happening more in porn where people can just get a little bit more creative and kind of make this like classy, tasteful, again, catering to the women, catering to those who usually you know, never even think about just sitting with their partner and watching a porno, you know, or making their own. I I think it really can tap into something a little differently, which is just, it's exciting to see this is now just like where we're going. So I can't thank you enough because we need more badass women doing this, you know, in front of the camera as well as behind the camera writing. I, I love the fact that it was, Mirror Game was directed by a female, written by a female, starring a female. Yes. Hell, one stunt cock, that's it. And the rest yeah. are all just, yes. Doesn't get any better than that. And honestly, I am, I'm excited to see more of your stuff because I'm sold. Yeah, I feel like the world is, it's coming around and there are so many especially when you start like going into the film festival circuit, there are so many cool creatives out there doing some really cool things when it comes to like intimacy projects, Um, whether they're educational or just um, for entertainment or, you know, what Um, it's, it's just insane. You've got companies like shush.com making those amazing narrative pieces. Then you've got, you know, people, wackadoos like me making our one-off like experimental (laughs) abstract craziness and then you've got some really awesome like you know if amateurs your thing you've got great companies like um because i know like for myself when i watch porn i think yasmin was saying this i like the hardcore stuff um (laughs) and there's this company australian company i know of called girls out west that I have been turned on. The quarantine has turned me on to them. Yeah, they do some really good. Yeah, they do some amazing amateur. Just it's like well lit, and it's a little like softer hardcore. But it like bring it like shows that intimacy. You know, they they will sometimes film the like the couples or um, and they have couples of all kinds. But they'll, um, but they're mostly femme focused. But they'll actually like shoot them having the conversation about what they will like or what they want. And I think that's important too, is like showing the conversation because I, th- I feel like a lot of women at home. I know for me, even though I'm a porn star, when it's the man that I want, I, I for some reason get tongue tied and I can't talk. I don't want to, you know. I get all like flustered. And it helps seeing people like have those conversations like 
You know, I want you to lick my asshole. <laughs> no, consent. Consent um, is so sexy to me. Discussing yeah. and leading up, like sometimes it's the the talking about what I want done to me that makes it more exciting. Because it's ding, like, ding, ding. yeah, you know, it's like it's that it's a sense of foreplay. Like I feel people kind of get it twisted of like how sex works like some people try to debate like well oral sex is not real sex and I'm like actually it is y'all are naked y'all are touching each other's body parts there's fluid being exchanged this is all part of sex the discuss and yeah and it's like you know discussing it that's penetrating your mind for all the sapiosexuals fuck with the mind first fuck then yes. fuck the body you know I love it. I mean, generally, the physical stuff is not what makes me wet. It's all up here. <laughs> oh, my God. You know? Couldn't I could not agree more. Like, yes, it's granted. It's almost with the withdrawal of it that turns me on. Not saying, like, I want someone to withhold sex from me, but just, you know, like, someone just, like, spending the time to, like, tease the outside of my labia with the, like, you know, lightest to their fingertip for like six minutes. Yes. I need that. I need that. The tease in <laughs> denial. I feel yes. like we're all in in this room right now. I think we're all little subby. Um, I have my door cuffs right there. I just ordered a new sex <laughs> swing that's coming in right before my birthday. I'm excited. But it's funny that you just mentioned, you know, like the leading up to the conversation. So last night I got really drunk and so drunk that I came upstairs to see my boyfriend um, about to finish work and he was like implying to me I'm done with work so we can have sex. I was not getting that. I was getting lost in the message like, oh, I, I really would like to, but I know you have to work. He's like, I, I'm done with work. I, I'm done with work. We we can do this. <laughs> and then he tells me this morning, he's like, well, you were so drunk. I didn't feel comfortable, you know, just like slamming you down in your drunken stupor. <laughs> and I was like, you have blanket consent. Fucking fuck the drunk out of me at that point. <laughs> oh, man. But it's like, yeah, it's the conversations. It's the 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 flirtatious like back and forth actions the tease the denial that whole song and dance i love it yes i want to see love more it. of it you know when i'm watching a porn again leading up to some of the content of sush it's like it's a one big build up it's one big foreplay and then you get the climax of the scenes you know mm -hmm. the actual sex that's presented to you which i think we can all just follow that blueprint we'll be fine yes <laughs> <laughs> In all aspects of life. Yes, in all aspects. <laughs> oh, my goodness. June, I can't thank you enough for joining us today, honestly. Where can people uh, get in touch with you? You know, what can we expect? This is your time. Plug it in. Yeah, absolutely. So you can go see Mirror Game and you can see my other film, The Treachery of Love, on shush.com. And then if you want to get in touch with me personally, you can go to jadextraextra.com and find all my premium and all my social media um, information. Awesome. 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 Yes, of course. Where can they find you? You can find me on both of my Instagram pages at Fit and Dirty and at It's Kink City. I do have my OnlyFans still up. I'm actually dropping my old school videos that used to be on yasmindeleon.com. So... Yeah, I have old school content, full-length movies, 
so you guys can see the natural me. And uh, yeah, that's about it. That's all I got going on. Oh yeah, and I have a PS4 too. <laughs> My PSN is Feisty Panay, F-E-I-S-T-Y-P-I-N-A-Y. Perfect. And yes, please, first and foremost, before we wrap up, please support your porn support sex work pay for the content sometimes the freebie shit doesn't get it all pay for the real shit pay for the content and um before i plug in my shit i want to let you guys know that next week we have another special guest we're actually going to be talking about more on the social media aspect especially now with people getting shadow banned people like ourselves who are you know very like sexually in tuned and trying to just educate so we're gonna have a special guest on next week surrounding that which i cannot wait for um so stay tuned but of course follow me at ms radio sapphire that's m-s-r-a-d-i-o-s-a-p-p-h-i-r-e of course sapphire's earplay if you can't find us tweet me because Instagram is being a little finicky apparently yes i'm back on a semi shadow ban i didn't know this was possible no links, no, no hashtags, just been. I've just trying. I'm just trying to live. I'm just trying to live. But apparently Instagram won't let me live. It won't let me be successful. So, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Ms. Radio Sapphire. Um, if you can't find me, I'm on I'm on the gram. Just shoot me your your handle. I will follow you. You will see me pop up so as I tell people because they're like well your engagement's so low I was like listen it ain't it's not me it's not me it's called Instagram doesn't want to let me shine 30,000 downloads a month doesn't you know does not reflect the Instagram okay so again June and please I would love to have you come back on in the future. Absolutely. Because I feel... Was, I mean, y'all, y'all, this was great. Y'all are amazing. Aww. <laughs> well, thank you. As always, again, you have a space every, anytime. So please, you know, let's keep it going. Keep in touch. And earbuds, remember that safe sex is the best hot sex. Till next week. Good night. That was the show, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Now remember, Ms. Radio Sapphire on Instagram, Twitter. For more earplay fun, go to iTunes, all podcasting platforms.